Let me entertain you. Welcome to another episode of Let Me Entertain You, where I take you inside the minds of musical theatre. Mary Poppins the Musical is the stage adaptation of the beloved Disney film and the books by P.L. Travers. Chelsea Plumley stars as Miss Andrew, the evil nanny brought into the Banks household. And I was thrilled to talk to her about the musical and learn more about her acting approach to bring this character to life and why Mary Poppins is so beloved by generations. Without further ado, my guest, Chelsea Plumley. Here we are at the Sydney Lyric Theatre and I am here with Chelsea Plumley, who plays Miss Andrews in Mary Poppins. Thank you very much. <laughs> I've got my Miss Andrew voice on. Oh my goodness, yes. Well, that's not actually my voice, but um, it's a little bit higher in normal life. But doing this show at shows a week, you know, I'm, I walk in and I'm, hello, good morning <laughs> to everyone. And I just seem to go into a mode because I have to kind of get the resonances going down low. Oh, I love that because I do want to ask about how you reached the character and the voice. So who is Miss Andrews? Well, Miss Andrew, actually, she doesn't have the S on the end, Elizabeth. Um, (laughs) Miss Andrew is... Give me some treatment. Really, I just call her the bad nanny. So when people say, what do you play in the show? I say, I'm the bad nanny. It's just easier to say. She used to be Mr Banks's nanny when he was younger uh, and not a very nice one, obviously. She's very military... Um, she's not very nice to the children in fact I don't even think she likes children but she likes power and she doesn't just think of herself as the nanny she thinks of her herself as um, a person who takes control of an entire space and everything that goes on within that space hence why there's a little bit of a clash uh, particularly with Mrs Brill who is the housekeeper And uh, we have a lot of fun, Hannah Waterman and I, we really, you know, rub up against each other and it's great. Um, So the voice really just came about when I did the audition, I certainly was quite low in my voice. Um, Luckily for me, the range was really great and it finishes on an A full A. But I had an option if I wanted to go higher and I did and it just felt like it really suited me vocally uh, as the singer and then just finding the voice over the rehearsal period it just got deeper and deeper and more military um, and with a a weighted bearing Um, but I have to say the costume really helps as well the costume really takes me to somewhere very dark Uh, but uh, I love it she's got she wears all black and it's incredibly heavy and it really weighs my shoulders down and it weighs my lower back down. So I have to constantly fight because she's someone who is upright and erect. So she has to really work hard to hold that costume up. So there's this constant friction that I'm aware of in my body, which is really useful. Wow. 
That is really amazing. Mm. I love her because... um, you know, in life, I definitely have, like a lot of people, you know, the do I like, do you like me, do you like me, do you like me going on? And she doesn't care what anyone thinks. She almost tells people how they should think about her. I mean, she defines that you should be scared, really. Um, that's That actually is a tick in her, you know, favour. She, if she frightens you. I think she goes, yes, I've achieved what I set out to achieve. Um, and before I come on, I really love it because there's um, the house comes forward for Act Two, and behind the scenes, I've got a bit of time as they're just doing this little initial singing, and I just walk to and fro at the back of the stage. Uh, I imagine I've just come off a coach. And there's been a flatulent fellow passenger who's annoyed the hell out of me. And so I'm uncomfortable. I've still got his whiff in my nose. And that kind of propels me into the space. And I've also... uh, Actually, James Powell, the director, gave me this. He said, you've also been made to walk through... Uh, into the servants' quarters, which is definitely not where she sees herself placed in a household. So she's very irate, and that's why she also does not look at Winifred Branks, even though she's talking to her at the top of the scene, she doesn't acknowledge her because she's very annoyed. Wow. So that's that's called your, your rich offstage world that kind no. of propels me into the scene. I absolutely love it. There's so much to unpack here that I really wanted to know and you've just given it all because I've watched your career and in particular... I saw you this on. I saw you on this stage for uh, Muriel's wedding, playing Deidre Chambers. Completely <laughs> different. Another villain, maybe. <laughs> Someone said to me, "Oh, I didn't even know that was Chelsea doing Miss Andrew. I can't believe she was happy to look like that." Or something they said. I was. I kind of didn't know whether I should take offence that they thought I was really into my looks or something. I couldn't care less. I'm just so driven by really interesting characters, and um, I've been extremely fortunate in my life to do a lot of short jobs. So not long, long, um, nine month a year jobs. I've had lots of turnaround. And the benefit of that is you get to really investigate a lot of different characters. And I'm someone who's really interested in craft, so I'll go off and do lots of different courses and and just ask about other people's process because process really intrigues mm. me. Yeah, it intrigues me too. And can I just say when you said, you mentioned, did you hit the mark? I was here on opening night for Mary Poppins. I've never seen this before and Australia is not necessarily new to anything pantomime. That's more of an American uh, and English thing. But you came on stage and I wouldn't say that the audience was mostly kids. They were adults. You got booed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They get, it's quite a... <laughs> I mean, it was a lovely boo. Don't get yeah. me wrong. It was because you did such a great job. Everyone was booing you and, and giggled and laughed and cheered at you at the same time. But yeah. it was this moment where I thought, oh, my goodness, I feel so bad because she's being booed. But it's like, no, she did her job. <laughs> she's terrible. And you had the green spotlight on you and everyone cheered and you yeah. didn't even make it to the front of the stage. It was, yeah. it was amazing. I think that is the design of the bows, truth be told. I mean, the machine behind this is quite extraordinary. 
extraordinary. Mm. Um, Cameron McIntosh certainly knows exactly what he's talking about and is Cameron McIntosh for a very good reason. And the reputation is extraordinary, the attention to detail, uh, but the team around him with Disney, uh, Michael Castle, certainly George Styles. I absolutely adored and I believe you're friends with George mm. and what a delightful Isn't man. He? So he's the yeah. composer of the new material and specifically the composer of Brimstone and Treacle that I sing. And I just said to him, what an extraordinary song. It is uh, such a pleasure to sing because it really, for me, it expands me. And that's a bit of a measure. I don't want to just do same old, same old from one gig to the next. I want to learn something new. I want to expand my skill set. And so I've never sung so heavy Mm. in particular so there's a big weight and that just takes um a, a decent warm-up and usually uh, I warm down as well every show just to make sure I get back onto tone because there's quite a bit of graveling in it and um that's been pleasurable because you know I, I have never had to miss a show I don't ever get sore throats I'm just having to really maintain uh, craft which is so enjoyable Wow. And I love the bit when you were saying that you love doing different shows. You are a five-time Green Room nominee. Yes, five times nominated. I have lived since I was uh, 11 with a second best kind of story and it just, (laughs) I'm still manifesting it to this day. I really, I can't complain. But I I went to go on a show, um, Perth's Young Entertainers, which um, was like a young talent time when I was younger. And I broke my arm and I was meant to be playing piano and singing, I got rhythm, I got music. And I couldn't go on and had to delay because of this broken arm. And then when I did go on, the show was pre-recorded, but I sang the number straight through. I was up 12 by this time. My mum had let me shave my legs, which is a really big deal. I'm singing away and I did it, didn't have to stop. All the different camera angles did a brilliant job. There was an older girl who was 16 who sang a song called Strut and unfortunately she lost a line. She had to stop the filming, had a bit of a cry. Mum had to console her, but she won. And so I remember at the time just being so devastated. I got the Encouragement Award. And even though, you know, I did a really great job, I still came in second best. And I can't tell you, Elizabeth, my... Uh, career for decades both here and in the UK I've got down to the last two or three for so many things and it's just I mean it's a blessing as well I'm very very lucky that I get that far but sometimes you just go oh could I let this story go (laughs) so yes I'm five-time green room nominated actress but haven't got one yet (laughs) (laughs) that's okay well we haven't got one yet and the Green Room, obviously, is the Melbourne um, version of yeah. the Sydney Theatre Awards. Yeah. But I've got to say, I absolutely love you and in this character, Miss Andrew, because, and I love the idea that you're saying that the costume is heavy. It has to add to that idea of character reconstruction. Oh, absolutely. Um, she's very well written. P.L. Travers, who wrote the books uh, that Mary Poppins, the stage show, is based on. I mean, it's extraordinary writing. Uh, and I went back and I read the specific story about Ms. Andrew in those original books. And she's, I mean, I'm certainly not tall. I'm only 5'3", but she's tall. She has this trumpeting voice. Um, and she's very self-assured. Uh, she... Um, 
She makes an impact when she walks into a room. And you get all of that in this adaptation for the stage. So they have done a brilliant job, uh, namely as well, Julian Fellows, who wrote the book of the musical. Julian Fellows, famous for Mansfield Park and... Downton well, Abbey. Downton Abbey, I just love. Cursed Child. Uh, Gilded Age. Mm-hmm. I love the Gilded Age. Um, so I've got amazing things to work with. So sometimes you just mm. got to get out of the way and allow that uh, to do the work and not... It's a delicate balance not to hit things too hard and not to push over into that pantomime. It can be um, a little tricky. Oh, this is absolutely not pantomime. It was just that moment coming yeah, through the with bow, the bows. The bows. They told me they prepared me. Cameron <laughs> said, just be prepared. You will be booed. I was like, great. But I was actually with Muriel's wedding some nights because I was the, um, the other woman. That's right. And I would come out and it was like I really was Deirdre Chambers. People would go, oh, oh. I could hear all this and I thought, I'm just acting and now we're in the bows and just yeah. it's just me. Uh, so it's okay. Did I, that follow you? Oh, here she comes. That's Deidre, Deidre, Deidre. No, it didn't. Not at all. Because often pe- people would never recognise me outside. Yes, no, you didn't. I'm, I'm just, I had my beautiful blonde locks. Um, yeah. No, I'm very, very lucky that I get to inhabit these characters but then I can leave them behind and no-one knows who I am. I'm quite happy with that. I also find it really interesting with the character. I mean, she's all about order and precision and I think when you watch it on stage, you get the idea of that if this was the nanny for Mr Banks, that's how he turned out. Oh, exactly. There's no love. There's no love, warmth, compassion. Um, It's pull yourself together. Mm. You know, a very different experience. And you can tell the young kids now with Mr and Mrs Banks are yearning for more connection. They want to play with Mr Banks. They want to go fly a kite. Um, And when they start to learn little bits about their own father that, uh, you know, they meet Ms Andrew, um, it gives them an insight into the way he was brought up. And, I mean, even now, the way I was brought up, very different to how I'm raising my own children... Um, yeah, you feel incredible empathy for Mr Banks. When my husband, James, saw this, he said he was incredibly choked up with the Mr Banks story because we all have different characters that Mm. resonate with us. Mm. And he said, you know, I'm just, I never stop. I'm on that hamster wheel working, working, trying to provide for my family. And when Mr Banks at the end has this release moment and he says supercalifragilisticexpialidocious in front of the bank and he just releases all the stress and tension of everything and he realises what's important in life, that moment my husband just said he just wanted to weep and weep for days because he went, hooray, he's found what's important. And that's the beauty of this show. It's got so many beautiful um, morals, Mm. ethical um, considerations that I find incredibly rich. One in particular that I do love as well is with the bird woman and the kids just thinking she's this woman wearing rags and not particularly special and why would I give her money? She's dirty. And that's a bit of a theme, these dirty people. The kids mention about Bert as well. We don't want to go with him. He's dirty, doesn't look like he's showered. I don't even know if they had showers, did they? Um, But I love it when Mary says, when will you learn to look past what you see. And that's an incredible life lesson to Mm. teach your children. Mm. Don't judge a book by its cover. And uh, that's just one of many, many beautiful 
um, things to learn for children, but also um, a reminder for adults. Mm. Yeah, I know. I watched this show and, yeah, I loved it. It's it's absolutely fantastic. And when you were talking before about the book writer, Julian Fellows, what I do enjoy is that this is a full-on dramatic piece as well as constructed with choreography. To have um, triple threats on stage is absolutely amazing. But I'm glad you brought up the idea of your husband because I didn't know that he was Aria winner Mr Bachelor Man. <laughs> I didn't know that. I grew up with Bachelor Girl. Yeah, well, yeah. He's been a musician since he was 15. Um, He used to play with um, John Farnham and the Little River Band and Tommy Emmanuel, amazing piano player, but has always had a gift for songwriting. Mm. He has a beautiful open heart and once he connected with Tanya Doko, the lead singer, yeah, they created the duo and... um, uh, and buses and trains, their huge hit it is, is huge. just um, really a part of the Australian uh, sound landscape now. Yeah, he's a great guy, and uh, it's funny. I'm doing this, and he's doing gigs on and off, and just I'm currently here in Sydney, but I've got my two little boys who are only twelve and nine back in Melbourne. And, you know, I miss them terribly and I go down to... The last two times I've gone to visit them, James has had to leave to go somewhere else and do a gig. Mm. Um, so we're, we're leaving creative, successful lives, mm. but we're really missing each other. Mm. It's, a, it's a price to pay when you're doing a long-term mm. musical with family mm. um, and it really does take a village but I'm so grateful because I love what I do and the kids find it hard at times but I do say, look, um, I'm entertaining. Mm. Um, we're really missing each other. Mm. Yeah, I know. I'm saying that you love doing different shows. I absolutely love you and in this character. Um, how does the audience respond to Mrs Andrews? Um, well, they uh, are pretty frightened of her, frankly. Um, she is there for a reason, though. She's the antithesis of the beautiful still firm but gentle loving Mary Poppins and uh, I find that the audiences are really um, getting a lot of value from the storytelling it's so beautifully written Um, there's some wonderful characters Mr Banks who uh, is really struggling with the expectations that he has in his home life and in his work life and he's struggling to find any type of balance and I know that there are plenty of people in the audience who would relate to that especially after the pandemic um, finding that balance having to earn money but also spend quality time with the family is difficult and my husband felt very drawn to that particular character um, Mr Banks towards the end of the show has this aha moment and he races around being a little bit goofy because he's finally realized what's important in life and that is his family as long as they're together and I think stories like that stories like the bird woman and someone who doesn't have very much in life she's wearing rags but Mary says to the children when will you look past what you see so we start to learn about to not judge a book by its cover there are lots of beautiful morals in this and it's very heartwarming for audiences so not only do you have those amazing dance numbers the choreography is extraordinary we have a lot of magic which of course I can't give away (laughs) amazing music but then you've got this real heart 
this very strong heart underpinning the piece. So it's incredibly entertaining, but incredibly heartwarming. And we're just so excited. We are moving from Sydney and we're going to be able to bring this amazing show to Brisbane. October 22 is our first show. (laughs) You've got the date already set. Well, I am super excited because I love Brisbane. I love the weather. Um, And they're always very, very warm audiences in Queensland. And the seasons are quite often just that little bit shorter. So, you know, the houses are great. And it's it's a real pleasure to be able to entertain people. It really is a gift. So there are no complaints that I get to sing, act and dance for a living. No complaints whatsoever. <laughs> Chelsea Plumley, it's a pleasure to talk to you. You're playing Miss Andrew at Mary Poppins here at the Sydney Lyric Theatre. And of course, I can't wait to find out how you guys go up there in Brisbane at the QPAC. Thank you very much. This has been Let Me Entertain You Inside the Minds of Musical Theatre. Thanks for listening. Please like, subscribe and tell your friends. But most importantly, go and see a show. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Nice to be in orbit.